everyone, and welcome to Fan of the Fans. I am your host, Christina Garnett, and I have a very, very special episode for this week that I'm really excited to share. I have Patrick Samara, and we are talking about a topic that's very near and dear to both of our hearts and very timely, very near and dear to our hearts. We're talking about the Liverpool football team. And so we're talking about Liverpool. We're talking about soccer, if we're talking about in the States. But we've had some news this week about manager Jurgen Klopp and how he is leaving the club. And it is, I feel like devastating doesn't really cover it. So Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And yes, I feel that with Jurgen Klopp, it's he's definitely more than just a manager. I mean, yeah. you have people who love sports and they love their coaches, obviously, but he just he's he epitomizes. Yes, it's just, uh, I mean, I was joking with one of my friends today who's also a supporter of, of the club. Yeah. And I was just like, I just, maybe he'll adopt me and make me his like his like stepson. <laughs> like, I just want to hang out. I just want to hang out. Oh, hang out. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I've seen him on the, you know, you've seen all the pictures where he just like literally lifts a player off the ground because he just, not only is he a big personality, but he has that stature about him. I mean, he's 6'3". Yeah. Yeah, and most of the players just kind of like literally have to look up to him, and yeah. you could just tell they just want they just want to do good by him, and yeah. that and says you, so much about him. Well, you can see that too in the fact that like the roster is stacked. However, he is making magic out there. Like, can we talk about Mo? His career at Liverpool has been insane, absolutely insane, and I just don't think that he would have. He's super talented. There is no question in my mind. But he never hit the levels that he hit with Klopp. It's like Definitely. a dynamic duo. 100%. Like, and that could be said with, you know, Mo Salah, obviously. Like, but then you have like Allison. Yes. I, I mean... It, Van Dyke, those guys, okay. they were definitely very good players, all three of them. But yeah. when they got here, it seems like they came into their own. And oh, I, I do think a lot of that has to do with just the environment that they came into. Like, yes. just the whole, and obviously, Klopp's at the top of that but I think like he set up the whole the whole team the dressing room mm -hmm. all the all the various coaches I it's just he has like you said work magic with this club especially after last season going into yeah. this season there were yes. so many questions yeah lost lost our captain yeah you know, and that was you know oof. yeah well he also had a really tough past couple years too like his mom and mm -hmm. just his health and like all of these things kind of combining it's really like I tried to explain it to a friend and I was like what if Ted Lasso was actually a soccer genius like what if Ted it's you have the energy and positivity of Ted but he knew what he was doing and so it wasn't just like warm and fuzzies it was like he could actually out coach anybody on top of that and that's what Klopp is I think that's a, a very good way to, to kind of describe, especially to people who are in the States and just yeah. don't know a lot about the sport. Yeah. That right there sums it up. Like, because everybody knows Ted Lasso. Like, yeah. I think that show is perfection. Yes. And you just lay that out there. People go, oh, well, then uh, I kind of understand where you're coming from then when you talk about this man. Yeah. Like, well, he's just. Well, it's interesting too, because like, obviously he is such a huge personality and he just comes like bounding onto the pitch. And especially when he's happy, like there was one, it was a couple, it was a couple games ago. He was flinging his arms around so much, his wedding ring flew off and he had to like go on the pitch and try to find it. Like that's something that would only happen to him. And with a personality that large, that can tend to become almost like the gravitational pull where like attention doesn't exist anywhere else. But he's not like that either. Like 
he makes sure that his players get their credit like every single time. It's wild to me. I do think, okay, so we covered, a, just touched on a bunch of things there that are yeah. very, so like the first thing, let's, let's go back to, yeah. obviously during COVID, he lost his mother and, you know, when that news broke, yeah. that was devastating. And then yeah. uh, I know that he mentioned during his press conference or during the, the interview he, he did when he announced he was leaving, he just, I don't have the energy for this anymore. And oh. I, I take the man at his word. But I'll say this, I do think that the last couple of years with everything that has gone on, yeah, it's just taken its toll. And, and it's not because he doesn't have, I guess, boundless energy. Like, but I, I do think the referee situation, that, yes. I mean, that the frustrations yes. with yes. that, so yes. you have you have that happening, right? Yeah. Then you have all of the, the press questioning him. And to your point, he isn't he attracts it all this attention but yeah. he doesn't want it like he, yes, he tries to true. deflect it he tries his hardest to kind of push it back like like just i don't it's not about me like let's make yeah. it about about the players and i think yeah. that has finally just kind of i don't know if worn him down is the right phrase i want to use there but i i, I do take him at his word that i could see like in he just felt like at times last season he just he just looked like he was in pain giving some yeah, of those, he did some of those like like post match like press conferences or well, even they like, went for him. like the press the yeah. press i can i can categorically say the press like if i take you at your word you don't like this man you don't want this man to be successful like let's be and they would try to prop up things almost trying to create like a fan movement against him and i was like you went to the wrong club because that's our guy, like ride or die. Like, I don't know what, because they try to like plant these seeds of like, oh no, they can't win the table. And I was like, do you know who you're talking about? Because we do, but it It was wild. It was almost like there was like a movement, this like, again, I don't know if it was some... Like, I, I don't want to play like conspiracy theorist, but like the press is like, is it, is it time for Jurgen to move on? Like he clearly has lost something here this season. They don't quite yeah. have what they had in the past. You yeah. know, is it that seven year itch mark with Klopp? Cause then uh, they made a big deal that like, yeah, he stays at seven years at his, the prior two clubs he was at before he, yeah. you know, he's been Liverpool now that last year was that, that magic number seven. And all of a sudden things did not go as the plan. And yeah. they were trying to paint it like, well, maybe he needs to go. Yeah. And no, yeah, I was, yeah, to me when, when, and when you hear like that being like kind of murmured behind the scenes, you're like, it's time for him maybe to step away. I'm like, no, like, no, absolutely who, not. <laughs> who are you going to, like, who would you bring in right now? Like in the world yeah. that could do the job he's been doing for this club for the last at his level, at his yeah. level, nobody, nobody, exactly. you'd have to coach up anybody, which makes the decision of who comes in now to fill those shoes that much more difficult. Like, and yeah. that has been like, I go back and forth because like, again, I'm still grass. I'm trying to deal with the whole fact that he's leaving, but then I'm still yeah. trying to think, okay, well, what's going to happen in a few months when he's officially walking out that door for the last time? Like, what are we going to do? I don't know who, if you've had any, any names that, that come up that you can't replace. He never can replace a legend. Yeah, You can't, it's just not possible. Yeah. I, everyone keeps saying Alonzo or Gerard and I had someone who was, who's very lovely. So I know he wasn't trying to pick a fight. Cause sometimes like mm-hmm. as a, as a female fan, you almost feel like you have to prove that you're a fan. Yeah. So I, and I, I know the guy, so I know that he wasn't trying to do this, but he brought up Alonzo and I was like, no, it's not the same. And he's like, I don't think you know who I'm talking about. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I know 
but I have what? a clop shaped uh, hole in my heart. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but like that man is irreplaceable period. End of discussion. Will there be other managers? Absolutely. Will they be great? Absolutely. Will they be clop? No, absolutely not. No, no. And it's because it's you, you alluded to earlier. It's not just like the play on the, on the pitch. It's, it's everything that comes with it off the pitch. Yeah. You know, the thing is rival when rival fans were shocked and also saddened by that news, you know, it's, it's yeah. not just about the fact yeah. that oh, you're losing a manager, like you're losing so much yeah. more than that. Like the personality, yeah. like everything that comes with it. Yeah. Like, and I that's don't the know. thing too, is those, those other fans, they should be celebrating. Instead they're giving condolences. Like I had so many yeah. people reach out to me and be like, I'm so sorry. I was like, so that's not enough. I, <laughs> I sent a, a massive group text out because I have like, I have like, there's, there's four of us who are massive, just soccer fans, you know, football yeah. here in the UK. And we all sell, we all have our clubs that we support. And I yeah. said, guys, like I, I'm going to have to have like a moment of silence here. Yeah. And I, I just saw this news and I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. And, and they are like, Oh man, I am so sorry. Definitely going to have to mourn this. This is massive. And yeah. I, I just hate to hear that. I'm like, I he's, but he's, it's because he's so much more than a manager. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I, Did I you... think too, yeah, sorry. No, no, I don't want to cut you off. But I was going to say, there was that I, I, on Twitter, somebody posted, this is, you know, people have been posting their stories, like their yeah. little, you know, behind the scene, or this has happened to me, like the encounters with Klopp, so to speak. Yeah. And this one guy was like, yeah, my buddy was getting married and he, you know, he's a huge Liverpool supporter. So emailed the club, emailed Klopp, and he actually recorded a video like, wishing my friend and his future wife like all the luck in the world with their marriage and and I, and they actually played I'm not the even like, surprised. Oh. I'm not even like I want to say I'm surprised. That man's going to he's going to cherish that for the rest of his life. Yeah. I mean and and that's just one of the many 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 stories that I've, I've heard over the years like he just yeah. does these things. He didn't have to. The guy's yeah. got so much on his plate but he took 5 minutes out of his yeah. very busy day. To, yeah. And that and that's why he is just who he is as a yeah. person and yeah no I feel you no I absolutely feel you I think too that like I've I've been to other clubs not as fans but I've been to like I've been to Old Trafford I've seen like I've seen an EPL experience I've I've been in seeing the things there is something about Liverpool that just feels I don't know how else to describe it other than to say during I think it was during COVID but it was one of the games where the fans could not attend and so they asked the fans to bring in their favorite memorabilia, their scarves, their posters, their blankets, their whatever. And they literally draped Anfield and all of the seats so that a piece of the fans was in the stadium. And when I tell you that is something that only Liverpool would think to do, I don't care who else does it. Like that feels so intrinsically Liverpool to me. Like you can tell that Klopp loves the fans back. Like the way that even like when he speaks, to us and like the videos and even in even in his announcement he's very clear about like i i, I know you're not gonna be happy you might want to turn this off <laughs> and I'm like oh I mean, no just, we're getting broken up with yeah i mean 100 percent. i mean and that you you know had asked me earlier like what what you'll never walk alone kind of means and that 
that yeah. sums it up. Yeah. Like that is like a part of the fabric of the club, that yeah. mentality, ethos, whatever you want to call it. That's yeah. that's exactly what that means. And, and Klopp gets it. And other yeah. manager, obviously there's been so many historic managers in the past. And I remember like, like Benitez was oh, the manager when I, and he that's also, when I started like Rafa Gerard yeah. was when I started being yeah. a Liverpool fan. Yeah. And he was just like, uh, he was not like Klopp. Obviously, no one is. But I mean, this, there were 100, like 180 degrees difference of personality. You know, Rafa was always like so quiet. Yeah. So just he he was like, you know, always playing chess on, on the you know, on, on the touchline, yeah. just figuring out his next move. But yeah. he got the club. He got the people. He understood yeah. what the club meant to the people of Liverpool. Yeah. And that relationship is, you know, so whoever comes in, whoever's coming in next has to understand that. Klopp understood that first. That's why, like, when they announced oh. him, like, because I, I saw what he did at Dortmund. Yeah. Um, and how much the fans, I, I remember watching the video. Okay, so they, they just announced that Liverpool had, you know, struck a, a deal with for him to be the next manager. And then I saw on, like, YouTube or whatnot, like, those his last match at Dortmund and everyone in tears and everyone just holding up the, the, like the Klopp scarves and him like, you know, kind of running out on the pitch that last yeah. time, like waving the hat. And I was yeah. just like, man, they, they love him. Like, he's yeah. leaving them. And yes. yeah, so. no, I feel that. I think that first off, I feel bad for whoever has to come in next because like those shoes are impossible to fill and the time it will take to get it to like where he's leaving it. I think they could be fired before they like yeah. crest because yeah. like we I mean, talk about how college football we don't give <laughs> we don't give coaches long enough to like crest and rebuild nah, like yeah. it's yeah. a different story epl what two seasons you don't you're not on the table like we're out i do worry like i do have certain people i don't want touching like so we've talked about i think like alonzo and gerard might be like the safest choices but they're going to have to give them time to rebuild because if they're like you have two seasons to make this work like you're dooming them I will say there is one man that, oh. like, there is one man that if they, they would never hire him because if they hired him, I would literally, like, I'd probably, like, fly to Liverpool to stand outside to be like, y'all are out of your mind. Okay. You know? give, me, give, me just, give me just one guess. Is it, is it Jose? Yes. Jose Mourinho? Yeah. Let me say this very clear on my non-explicit podcast. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I absolutely, I've hated him since yeah. Chelsea. I hate yeah. that man so much. I hate, I like, just, I don't want him touching anything I care about. No, 100%, I, I get it. But I, I, I mean, love how you do who I was talking. I mean, because just if anyone who's been following any kind of English soccer for any length of time yeah. knows how much that guy got under every opposing fan's skin. Yes. yes, he was good. Yes, he won so many trophies. But yeah, he was so arrogant about it. So I cocky. can't. I have never and... liked him since Chelsea. And I was like, I don't care where you go. If I see him, it doesn't matter who they're playing. Like immediately, yep. I'm on the other side. I am like so. That's my one like caveat. Like my deal with the devil, not him. I will wait patiently they, for other they... people to coach up. Not that one. And I, I could almost guarantee they would never even look that direction for the simple yeah. purpose of that he has gotten fired from like his last like three, I think, like jobs. Yeah. I, I just don't think, yeah. I think he's, he had, whatever it is, he no longer possesses it. He's lost that. I like agree. He's, well, he's, like, you know, well, I do think that he's smart when it comes to soccer. Oh yeah. 
but 100%. he also needs he needs an he needs a Russian bank account and then him just being an asshole. And so when he doesn't have a Russian bank account to like basically fill fill his his entire team with like the top of the top and then there's plenty of other coaches that are up and coming that are really great. Like I will say like for junior talent wise, there are a lot of like junior manager level stuff that I don't think are ready for Liverpool, mm-hmm. but like in 10 years could be amazing. And so yeah. he's kind of left with he's not he's not the only talent in the world. He doesn't have the bankroll, so he's just left being the asshole. And I'm I'm so sorry. That's not bankable anymore. Like I that's my that's my one like major I'm gonna have to show my my true colors here. I cannot stand that man. I don't want him yeah. even anywhere near Liverpool. Like please like don't even drive by. Like yeah. <laughs> you're I, no, not I wanted. I, I don't care for Jose. Um there's there's there's, there's you can there's a list I can make of people I do not want to be brought yeah. in i just don't think that would work like especially i don't know there's been so many so many news stories that have broken the lag so you know Klopp made his announcement then like a yeah. day later the barcelona mm-hmm. manager announces yeah. he's leaving at the end of the season and then like yesterday or was it today thomas tuchel who manages yeah. at byron munich announced he was leaving at the end of the season i'm like what is going on here like yeah i don't no offense to Xavi or or Tuchel, who's won things at Chelsea as well. I don't want either one of those guys in the in the running. Valid. I just I just don't like Tuchel's like. Who do you, who do you like, want? Oh man, uh, I. Uh, I would like to give Alonso a chance only because, well, for several reasons, honestly. Um, he was okay. I think he's doing a brilliant job at Leverkusen right now. Yeah. He doesn't. This obviously is his, his first. I, I would say big bigish boy. kind of role. Like, yeah. His first I mean, big so, boy manager role. Yeah, I agree with and, that. And that. And that's the thing. That's that's what makes me. That's the only thing that kind of gives me pause is that. Like, honestly, because yeah. I think he knows. I mean, because I think it, as much as I dislike Jose, I, he did an interview. I don't know when this was from, but he was talking about like how Alonso. He's so you know he's played at like all the big clubs, right? Yeah. When he was a player, and he played mm-hmm. under some of the best managers. He played under Rafa yeah. here at Liverpool. Yeah. He played under Lebron Hatem. He played under Jose at Real Madrid. He played under yeah. Ancelotti at Madrid. He yeah. played under Pep at Byron. So yeah. he's literally been exposed to some of the best soccer minds in the world. And yeah. so uh, hopefully all that wrapped up into one. Maybe he can put his own twist on his uh, the style and maybe that would work. I mean, yeah, I, I will say like, yeah, I, I have a bit of a man cross on, on Shabby. He was always like, <laughs> he was like, I, I always love Stevie G. You know, yeah. Gerard's always, you know, he's, Liver, Mr. Liverpool, but when I started yeah. watching the team, I was like, man, that guy, Alonzo, I mean, in midfield, that guy can yeah. play. Like, oh, I just, and it crushed me when he left. Yeah. Rafa was trying to, you know, we had terrible owners, had yeah. to raise some funds and ended up selling him or letting yeah. him go. I forget what, what happened, but it was just bad. Yeah. No, I think, I think Alonzo could be a good choice with the caveat that does not work in EPL, which is we're going to give you time to figure this out. It's kind of like a couple years ago when they were having the conversations with Klopp about like, maybe you should go. And then mm. they kept like holding up Stevie as on the pedestal to be like, well, this would be your successor. And I thought that Klopp handled that so well. He was so classy. He basically was like, I know this is your boy. I know that he's a legend here and he's always welcome. And he basically kind of like tip the hat to be like, yeah, maybe in five or 10 years, it can be yours. I do kind of wish that like he was kind of kind of worked under the tutelage of Klopp, like or maybe this, yeah. just maybe, I don't know, like cause Stevie, Steven Jard may have a great career at the management level at some point, but I know he's, he's been the last two jobs. He has been struggling. Yes. And yes. I don't know. 
that that that's what I think is in the most pause. Like when he, yeah. you know, Aston Villa mm-hmm. didn't look great, and they let him spend money there too. Like, and he brought players in that he wanted to bring in, and yeah. he still didn't have success. And so, you know, yeah. let him go. And who can blame them because they they're really good. They've been playing really good this season now. So yeah. after he left, so I don't I don't know, man. Because like that's the thing. Like, do you go for like an like an Unai Emery, like who yeah. has proven he knows what he's doing, or do yeah. you? Uh, it's tough. I think they're having to do like short term versus long term succession planning. What I what I hope they're doing is they're saying like the next hire needs to be the best that we can get, understanding that it's probably going to be a two to three year spot. And the person after that is the one. It's not like this is a short term response. And I, I wish that Klopp was staying in maybe like an advisory capacity. But I could also understand how a new, like an incoming manager was like, I, I want my own space. Like, I don't want you to babysit me. And like, that is what you just said. That is like the straight up like Alabama succession yes. plan where they, yeah, he's like they've made the announcement. He has an office here, you know, at Bryant Denny, and mm-hmm. we can talk to him whenever we need to. And all the like the non-Bama fans like myself are like, yeah. yeah, let's see how that works out for you. When like you know he's kind of still in the picture, and then like some of the players, we literally the, like, saw it at Tech. We literally saw it at Virginia Tech. Fuente comes in, Beamer leaves. Like Beamer is a living legend. Also one of like the kindest souls on this planet. So he leaves. And then what you see Fuente doing is he plays along. He plays really nice. And then like every chance he gets, he cuts something out of the Beamer playbook and like throws it away. And we're like, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And it's just slowly removing the Beamerness out of what we are as a yeah. club mm. and what we are as a school. And so like he breaks the program and then we have Pry come in who absolutely adores Frank, played under Frank, or played, uh, was a, was an assistant coach with Frank and then comes in and is able to immediately, one of the first things he does is he welcomes Frank back into the fold. And it's, it very much is that whole thing is like the next guy is not going to be set up for success. He's going to buck tradition because he needs to separate himself with who he replaced. And then that's going to cause a lot of drama and damage. And then it's the next person who's going to come in. So I think what I'm saying is I don't want Alonzo now. I want Alonzo to be the guy after that. I think Alonzo could be the guy after that. And that gives him more time to grow and to learn. I, you know, that's, that's a great, that's a valid point. Here's my, here's my other concern too. And this just sort of coming out in the last like 24 hours. So now you have Captain Virgil Van Dyke. And for those, he's, he's basically our center back who just a stud back there. He's a rock. And then you have Trent who is the scouse in the team. You know, he's, he's been there in the academy his whole life. He's he's the, uh, the vice captain. And then you have Mo, and they're all entering mm-hmm. the last 18 months of their contract. And yeah. somebody asked Virgil, like, flat out, like, you know, this obviously the Klopp news is huge. What does this do for you and your future with the club? And he's just like, I don't know. We'll have to wait. And, I mean, it's obviously like any professional would say it'll wait and see yeah. who they bring in. And, you know, I, I think everyone was kind of interpreting it as he was saying, like, I just may just decide that I don't want to be yeah. here anymore. But at the same time, people are saying, well, maybe he was just saying, what if the new guy doesn't even want me? You know, you don't, you don't know. He's like, I don't yeah. know who's coming. I can't say either way. But this, to your point, like this, this next person who comes in is going to have to deal with the like three of the biggest players currently on the on the team and figure out how to like say like how to uh, lay out a vision for him, like a vision yeah. plan. Like this is what I. This is what I see us over the next, you know, two, three years, because these guys are like, you know, yeah. Van Dyke is, I think, 33 now. So he knows he has two, three years before he starts getting long in the tooth for soccer, which is, yeah. I think, funny when you're like 35 and you're like, you're considered to be like the oldest person yeah. on, on the 
on the pitch. Yeah. And so you know, that's that's a, that's a scary thing is knowing that whoever comes in next is about to deal with like figuring out how to convince these players that hey, I get your concerns, mm-hmm. but we're still gonna be Liverpool. I do. I do have this like uncontrollable need to like find Mo and then like do like a salt circle around him, be like, you don't get to leave. Like yeah. we protect you at all costs, because <laughs> like uh, yeah. I got emotional when Klopp leaves. If Mo leaves, I'm also going to be emotional. Like, just go ahead and prepare me. Like, I'm just, I'm going to lose my stuff. Like, I'm, I'm going to be heartbroken. Cause I, I would say like him and Allison are the team for me. Like, those are my, those are my hearts out there on the pitch. Like, I love them. And like, I can't imagine the club without them, but I I can't imagine the club without Klopp either. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what it comes down to is just figuring out how to get through the grieving process. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And getting to that, I guess, I don't know, the, whatever that next step is uh, yeah. when it comes to this whole, I mean, again, it's just, it, I still, I still, I'm waking, I literally woke up to that news, like woke up, rolled over. Your tweet is how I found out. Your tweet to me oh, is how I found God. out. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I, I immediately I, looked and I was like, this is a prank. I'm being punked. This is a joke. I, I this didn't is a believe joke. it. Didn't, I was like, I was like, this has got to be some kind of clickbait stuff. Right. And so yes, I was like, it's this like, is not. Say psych. Say psych right now. Yeah. Oh, no, it's heartbreaking. I, I do want to backtrack, though. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about Klopp. We've talked about the team. We've talked about, like, what um, You'll Never Walk Alone means to us. What started your journey into being a Liverpool fan? Like, how did that get started? What was the Yeah. So, the yeah, this goes back to, like, 2006. Like, I had never been a big soccer fan. I'm like, I was a typical U.S. sports fan. I like college football. I like baseball, NFL to a, to a point, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And then I have a buddy who I worked with way back then. I'm still friends with him. He's part of my that group I was telling you about earlier. Who he had played uh, high school soccer, and then you know he went to college. He was trying to be a kicker uh, for Auburn. Didn't quite make it there, but anyway, he's he's always loved soccer. He and his brother. So they got so they were like always talking about the World Cup. And I remember in the 02, 2002 World Cup, they were all excited for it. I was like, I don't care about this. Who cares? Yeah. They were all into it, and they were watching. It. I remember not caring. That was the one that took place in South Korea and Japan, mm-hmm. I think. So the games were on at weird times. Yeah. So I didn't really like waking up like it. three o'clock in the morning <laughs> to go watch so, a match. Yeah. yeah. And so they were all talking about. I was like, I'm not getting up. Who who gets up that early to watch this stuff? And so four years pass. 2006 is in Germany World Cup, and they're all excited again. They're all talking about it. And I'm like. I was like, you know what, fun. I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to follow these games and I'm going to get into it and I'm going to see what it's all about. Uh-huh. And growing up, the little bit I knew of soccer was because the U.S. men's team back then, this is before the women's team was awesome. This is back, back in like 1990. I don't even know, like, I don't know if they were even in the World Cup in 1990. But my, so my, you know, my family, very Italian uh-huh. from East Coast. So my dad was always talking about watching. He's like, you don't watch the Italian team play some soccer. And I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? So that's the only thing I ever knew of the sport. So yeah. Fast forward to 06. I watched it. I supported, obviously, the U.S. men's team. But at the same time, I was – but I knew realistically, like, they didn't have much of a chance to, to do anything that year. So mm-hmm. 06 Italian men's team, and they – somehow, they just – their defense was amazing. They didn't score a ton of goals, but they didn't give up anything. So they just made it all the way through, kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. That was the one that had the, the finals against France. And mm-hmm. Zidane got sent off for the yep. headbutting Adorati in the chest for him saying some not so kind things about his sister. I think it was. To be fair, maybe I was I was on Zidane's side because when it all came out, I was like, mm, "You cross the line, you get what you get." Yeah, 
Um, I'm not going to say it was a shining <laughs> sportsmanship moment for the Italian team and Materazzi, but yeah. he got a red card. He was sent yep. off. So the yep. Italians were, you know, they had a, the advantage yep. with the penalties. I, I, cause honestly, I think if he stayed in that, if he didn't get sent off, I don't think France loses that game. I France really don't. I agree. France wins. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. They, they had Thierry Henry, who was amazing. I and, love him. And just as a club, they just had so much more talent, like, yeah. you know, top to bottom. Yeah. I, so that's how I got into it. So I just, and after that, we were like, I was like, man, this, this was so much fun. I love following this. Like, mm-hmm. what happens now? And like, I don't know how, I don't know whose idea it was, but like, you know, we should get into the Premier League. Yeah. And because that's a lot of the that, players. You have your Thierry Henry playing for Arsenal. And yep. yeah, yeah. So um, that's how, how it happened. And of course, like my friend Brad, he he was already like a um, a lot of I support Manchester United, and I was just like, oh my gosh, every, every fan I've ever like mm-hmm. known personally, all man you, every single one of them. Yeah, and and I was like, I was like, really, you get a, you're that much of like, and again, this is me like talking trash. I'm like, are you that much of a bandwagon fan? You're gonna pick like the the one like team a person everyone's a fan of. of. Yeah, it's like you know you know David Beckham played for them, and that was like a big deal in the early 2000s. I, do, I, I do have to take a moment to say that I absolutely adore Sir Alec. Like I I will not take any hate for Sir Alex. I absolutely adore him. <laughs> That's my only positive I, I, thing. I can respect the man for what he did for the sport. Like he yes. was awesome. He won so much. Yeah. He did it for such a high level for so many years. And that's yeah. unheard of. I don't think it'll ever be matched again as far as like a guy yeah. in the position for as many years as he was in, you know, doing it. And yeah. when he retired, I'm not going to lie. I was happy. <laughs> I was I just think like, ever, like, unless you were a man, you like, fan, you're going to be happy. You're like, Whoo, yeah. that's a load off. Let's I go. Was like, Maybe we'll cause think about it. Think about like, it was yeah. like when every year it was Arsenal, yes. Manchester United during that, during that era of the premier league, it was those two teams yeah. and, or, and Chelsea. I don't know how I left them out. Cause Jose, you know, gave, yeah. brought them but to it was this, well, greatness. Chelsea basically paid their way up. Then they won. And then yeah. that was we, the three until Man City and Liverpool started going up. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, it, it, but there were some dark times in there, but before, before that happened, there were some really dark, but I, again, it was one of those things where like, you just, I, you support them thick and thin didn't matter. Like I remember like the one season Roy Hodgson was in charge and, and they were like fighting relegation for part of this. Like they were like down there, like flirting with like the 18th place. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is so bad right now. This is like, I've never like, yeah. So you, 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 that, I think also that, that makes it that much more difficult seeing like what, what Klopp means is like yes what what we came from all those years ago and where we are now as a club oh it's a different it's a whole different like animal like it's completely different I um I got into soccer through World Cup 2 I <laughs> fell in love watching Croatia play when I was younger I can't remember which one it was I want to say it was like maybe 2010 2006 like Luka Modric was he on the it team was, back then was, oh. Yes, it was so beautiful. It was I understood when I watched them play why they call it the beautiful game. Like just watching mm-hmm. them play, it was just beautiful. And to this day, they're one of the teams that I always root like I have like my grouping that I always root for when it comes to the World Cup. But um loved that. And then like you, everyone I knew was a Man U fan. Like every single one of them. Um to the point where the guy that I dated before my husband, he's Welsh. And so like they live in Northern Wales and so there may be 
two hour train ride from Manchester. So I went to visit him and he took me to the Champions League game v Roma in 2007. And so that would be so awesome. It was ultra well, this was so I have to give some context. So the game prior earlier in the week, it's at Roma, they are tear gassing Man U fans, it's heated, like it is heated. So we get to we get to Old Trafford. And there's security everywhere, especially on horses. And they've separated the entrances so that the Roma fans go in one entrance and the Man U fans go in another because they're trying to minimize all the things. And that was my first like EPL Champions League, like in-person thing. And I have to say, Cristiano Ronaldo was playing. Like I got to see him play. Like the foot control that man has is stupid. Like just bizarre talent. But it's, it's, it, it's basically the only thing I can compare it to was the first time I was at Lane Stadium and they played Inner Sandman and I heard it and everyone's jumping. Like it's the close, except it's like that, but through the whole game, through all 90 minutes, instead of like at the beginning and maybe like at the end, if there's a close, a, a close thing, but it's that. And I tried to explain it to someone. I was like, imagine if they play at Inner Sandman for 90 minutes. And sometimes it has different like lullaby versions. <laughs> that's well, that's so, yeah, what it's like. Like I can't. That's the thing. Like I have not yet been to a game over in England yet, and that's you obviously on my. It's on the bucket list, yeah. and I will. I would be lying to you if after the announcement that Klopp made that I was Those not prices. looking at airfare prices to Dublin, Ireland for Wednesday, May twenty second. That is the Europa League final. Yeah. And if Liverpool can make the final, because that's like the one trophy that he technically, I know they, they count that, they count yeah. the Champions League. And I don't blame because that's the bigger tournament yeah. to win than Europa League. But I was like, can you imagine being there? I was like, Even if I don't go to the matches, to be in, the, like in Dublin, all the other Liverpool supporters. Oh, it's going to be insane. I can't even imagine the prices. But I will say like, I haven't had a chance to see him at Anfield and it breaks my heart that I, I know I'm not going to be able to go. And it's just heartbreaking. So, well, <laughs> I don't know well, how well, to describe it. No, it's a hundred percent. Okay. So before I forget to say this, they had just announced earlier today that this summer um, they're coming back to the U S again. They haven't been here since 2019. Yeah. Uh, summer tour. They're going to be playing Manchester United and Arsenal. I don't know if it's just two matches or whatnot, but, yeah. and they haven't announced dates or cities yet. But my buddy sent me a text saying like, hey, they're coming here. And I was just like, you know what? We're not going to see Klopp. Like yeah. literally that, like they're coming here this summer and it, he'll be they on a beach be and join his. Yeah. And like I saw them, it was in I think 2014 or 15, whenever that the prior one, they, they played in Charlotte. I went yeah. to the Bank of America Stadium. And yep. Brendan Rodgers was the manager at the time. I went to that, and that was cool. But again, that's not the full like European or official English experience that I want. So it's, it's not the same. It's really not the closest thing I can compare it to, like atmosphere-wise, is Fenway because. Like you get into Old Trafford and if anyone's listening, like feel free to disagree with me if you disagree, but it's big, but it feels small when you get in. Like it feels very contained. It feels feels intimate. Yeah. And that's how Fenway feels. Like you expect Fenway when you get to Fenway for it to be significantly bigger than it is. And then you get in there and it feels intimate and small. 
And that's how Old Trafford felt. And so, did you, yeah. Now, did you ever feel with all the craziness going on with like the security and like the Italian Roma fans being, yeah. like, did you ever feel like, oh man, I might get like a bottle across my head if I'm not careful. I would never feel like I that. I really kind of didn't. Kind of... I really didn't because okay. I was surrounded by, like, I was like the singular female in this group of like 20 guys <laughs> that were like, quit. they looked like they were in a Guy Ritchie movie. I was like, they want you to throw a bottle at me because they're going to like break you in half. <laughs> I was like, so I actually felt safe if I'm honest. It was it was just very weird walking in because they were because we didn't know what ha- happened. Like we we spent a couple days in London and that's when the Roma game happened. So we were seeing it on the news and then reporting it. And we're like, oh shit, this is gonna be bad. So then we go and you're expecting the worst because like from the footage they showed, it looked like they were targeting Man U fans instead of like actually trying to calm a scene down. That sort of situation, mm-hmm. which is obviously not ideal. And so we're preparing for the worst. So we get there and you see like the cops on horseback. And you're like, that's that's a new one for this American. Okay, okay. Um, and then just the way that they immediately separated. But they did a really good job. Like there was a couple, there were a couple Italian fans that were like behind us and they were just getting really mouthy and they handled that very fast. It was very much like, don't piss off a Brit. They will, yeah. they will, they will dog walk you. Like <laughs> I've, I've seen the videos like it's true like like they don't i'll say this about the fan like if you're in a section you shouldn't be in and if you start mouthing off they just drag because they know this person is going to get killed if they don't yeah they're like we are we are not we're not kicking you out we are rescuing you yeah, we're right, helping yeah, you out yeah we're asking you to leave because we don't want you to get killed like seriously yeah, like, they will like, dog walk that, you like it was yeah. it was it's very clear it's like you're here are the rules. <laughs> yeah, one of these days, um, I'll get over there. I, I've been again every year. Oh, I was like yeah. eyeball like the like the packages, like because like you could, they offer like ticket like travel packages here in the yeah. states to like that include like you know accommodations to stay at a hotel, tickets to yeah. the game, all that kind of thing. So I'm like I'm looking every year. I'm like maybe this is the year. I do. I don't know, but now that I know that I've missed my opportunity to actually go this to is a, heartbreaking. I wish he'd been know. like, all right, in three years I'm gonna go. Now you all now just everything's sold out for like the next three years. Like just do that. Give us give us warning. Well, I know there's I know I need to check and see because you know this is one of those rare years that happened happened again two years ago where we we made it to like the final of like, every competition that we played yeah. and we made it like the last day of the season lost the lost the title of the city but Champions League final FA Cup final League Cup yep. final yeah so what if we make like like do it FA Cup final at Wembley going to London oh my gosh can you imagine oh I mean I would love to see a game at Wembley that sounds like heaven to me that sounds amazing like, I know the League Cup is, is is too close that's like in a few weeks can't make yeah. it up there I think it's like the 26th of February I don't know it's coming yeah. up fast it's coming can't make yeah. that one so yeah no you gotta look and see you gotta you gotta see if you can see the boys it'll happen one of these days it's gonna happen yeah. I'm gonna get over there I've been saying this for years but it's gonna actually happen if someone is interested in getting in getting started in watching English Premier Football or just soccer for the for the Americans listening, and they wanted to learn more about Liverpool or like how to get started, what would be your primer? What would be your one hundred and one mm. for getting them into Liverpool? All right, so there's so many like massive historical moments with this club, and I started watching a year after. There's there's some really really huge matches that if you watch you'll just be sucked in to like just the excitement of it all. And Steven mm-hmm. Gerrard, former captain, called him Captain Fantastic for a reason. <laughs> he would single-handedly take the, the team and just drag them to victory. Like he, yeah, and, and that's I'm a good way to put it. <laughs> specifically, the 2006 FA Cup Final, 
they were playing West Ham and, you know, they would go down a goal and he would score it, tie it up, then they went down a goal again and he, an extra time, scored the, the, like the, I was, I was like outside the box, like 20 yard screaming shot that tied it at three goals a piece and it went to penalties and then won that because of him. Yeah. And then of course the big one is the Istanbul Champions League final, which happened the year before that, where they played AC Milan and they were down, like it was three nil at halftime and they came out and they tied it up and went to penalties and they won. And those are like the two moments. Like if anyone talks about Liverpool, this is obviously prior to Klopp because yeah. Klopp has done some things himself that deserve 100%. everything. So those are the two things I, historic wise that I, that I loved. I'm trying to think what else I had heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently they're going to, I guess the club has granted access for camera crew to be there behind the scenes for the last few months of the Klopp era at the club itself oh good almost like a fly on the wall type of thing and yeah. so if that does come out i would imagine it probably released before the beginning of the next season probably mm-hmm. so the august time from i'm guessing yeah that would probably be an awesome way because it'll no doubt go through it'll kind of talk i'm sure it'll talk about the history of the club and it'll talk about the club what he's done there in his time and I'm sure it's going to be super emotional watching that because yeah. it even said it might even, you know, go into some of like the, the club itself, like trying to find a, a successor for him. And I don't even know how you go about doing that. Mm. Like, how do you? Yeah. So yeah. Um, one of the thing you, you had mentioned, like uh, your biggest clock moment now, mm-hmm. yep. I don't know how you just pick one it's biggest clock moment, but this one, this is the one I, I, I settled on this one. It was Merseyside Derby. So you're playing the, the city rivals Everton. For those who mm-hmm. don't know soccer, like they're like the, uh, the think of it like Virginia, Virginia Tech playing, yep. and you just hate them because they're like little brother or little sibling, yep. and you just you always want to beat them. And it was nil nil, ninety fifth minute, and the game looked like I was going to enter a draw, mm-hmm. and somehow Divock Origi hits like a rebound yeah. into the net. Liverpool are now winning the game with like seconds to go. And the second that ball goes in the goal, Klopp immediately breaks onto the pitch. Running. (laughs) Running. And he runs up to Allison, the goalkeeper, and they like do like a chest bump and he hugs him and then he runs off. And I have never to this day seen a manager get so into games like Klopp. He literally ran on the pitch. He does laps. He'll do laps on that pitch. And he just starts like breaking it. I love that. And what's so great is he is just as big of a fan yes. as the people in the stands are. Like you, it means as much to him or even more than it does to us, the fans watching it. Like that's the man right there. That is what makes him who he is. Like it, yeah. is, it means, it means more to him than it seems to for, again, I don't know. A lot of people are like, well, that, you know, after that happened, all the people on TV were saying, this isn't professional. The manager shouldn't do that. They shouldn't get that emotionally invested. They shouldn't show it that way. Yeah. And I was like, this it's is like, awesome. You, you like, sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> I was just like, and even like rival fans were going, that is really freaking cool. Like, well, I mean, that's, yeah. Well, and he's, he's even said, he's like, I just don't know if there'll even be anything after Liverpool. Like he doesn't know. I think he's going to retire. I think he'll probably like maybe advise some teams, but I don't think he's going to manage the way that he managed at Liverpool. I think he I knows think, it was special. Yeah. I think that's that in my head, I, in my heart more specifically yeah. is I just think that the club means the, the club, the city, the people, 
it all means so much to him. Yes. And it's it's just he may very well coach again. I I just but at the same time like I don't and I don't, I don't want to put my words into his mouth is like I, well nothing will mean as much as Liverpool to him. But as a as a diehard fan, I'm like that's what that I want to believe. I want to believe. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Anyone out there who doesn't know Liverpool, like former players, former managers, you ask them like, hey, you know, where did you love playing the most? And it seems like nine out of ten times they will say, I love my time playing for Liverpool. Like the fans in the city, they took me in yeah. like I was one of theirs, their yeah. own. Like these players who came from South America or other parts of yeah. Europe who didn't even speak English, like yeah. they get brought into the fold and yeah. fans <laughs> treat them. And it stays with them. And oh, yeah, they're family. That's, that's why you have so many players coming back, either wanting to come back as managers or wanting to come back to, like, does he even show up for matches? Like, there is something where Liverpool just, it sticks to you. You see, uh, was it a few weeks ago? I guess the Saudi league was on break. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. was it, uh, I forget, now I can't think of who it was who came back. But they were in the stands watching the, the Liverpool mm-hmm. match at Anfield because they had some time off and they came back and that was just cool to see that you know, the cameras yeah. of course would show them in the stand and I was like ah yeah. and you can't help but just feel like you know, oh man like, you know you that's how it is like you just yeah. former players like they will leave but they never are really gone gone they're always going to be there like like Lucas mm-hmm. Lucas Olivia he when he left he was never like the biggest star but when he went to Italy to play and then he eventually, I think he just retired in the last year or two. Like he always posts stuff on like whenever there'll be a big match, like say the, the club's playing Chelsea or Manchester United, he'll post something on Twitter, like, the, you know, go Reds or come on and never walk alone. And he always, yep. you know, it's still there. Well, the, the, you'll never walk alone. It sticks to you. It like, it stays. It's that part doesn't rub off, you know, which I, th- which I think is really lovely. And I've absolutely loved this conversation. If, if other people want to connect with you on Twitter or online, and learn more about your love of Liverpool, how can they find you? Oh, you know what? Good question. So uh, my Twitter handle is at Deputy Tino. Don't ask. It's an old nickname from 100 years ago. I don't know why I still associate with my accounts. But yes, um, at, yeah, at this, whatever that Twitter handle is. Uh, so D-U-P-T-Y-C-H-I-N-O. So this is at that. That's what I check the most. I have an Instagram, but honestly, I am on Twitter x whatever you want to call it way too it's much twitter. As, twitter forever pretty much what i just call it i you know people go it's x I'm like you know what who, no one knows what you're talking about they just think oh what is that the thing is that is that twitter i'm like yes yeah, so i just just call it twitter. say twitter yeah no i yeah. completely agree this was absolutely lovely i also loved our extra special guest your dog that got to got to be on the podcast <laughs> yeah she is and tip tap her feelings about liverpool it was much it was much appreciated but for listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Fan of the Fans, especially for Liverpool, as we lament us losing Klopp. And we dedicate this episode to him. We, Jurgen, you're not going to listen to this, but if for some wild reason you do, we love you, man. We love you forever, whether you're at the club or not. We wish you nothing but the best. We wish you'd stay, but we wish you the best all the same. And for the rest of our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Take a chance and um, listen to some of our other episodes. Leave a review. But other than that, just keep loving what you love. And we will see you next time.